I think the reason that challenges do have such a big and lasting effect is that people can actually get to know you pretty well. They can see you demonstrate your expertise and they can make their mind up about whether you're the right person for them to work with, whether that's right away or in the future. Plus, they see you giving your time and expertise freely, which is almost always a really great way to start or strengthen a relationship with any potential client. Hello, and welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and today I'm going to be sharing some of the things I've done over the past 12 months to grow my audience. I'll be covering many of the different strategies and approaches that have worked well for my business over the past year, generating both new followers and new clients. So let's dive in. Often people can share advice and make recommendations without actually having tried these things in their own businesses. I don't want to be that person. I want to share the things that have actually worked, both for me as I grow my own business and for the clients we work with in our marketing agency. If you didn't already know, there are two strands to this business. The teaching side, where I offer one-to-one support and run group programs for entrepreneurial women, and the agency side, where my team and I actually get our hands dirty and do the work for our clients. This can be anything from crafting effective marketing strategies to email copy and automation sequences, full rebrands, market research projects for large corporates, social media strategies, and design projects. I really enjoy growing the agency side of the business via my existing network. There aren't too many strategic planners around, and having spent most of my career doing exactly this role within ad agencies, I'm pretty well placed to grow that side of the business organically, simply by catching up with contacts and thanks to people recommending me. However, when it comes to growing the teaching side of the business, that's a different kettle of fish. It's much more of a challenge, which can mean that it's more rewarding on some days and more frustrating on others. And it's definitely much harder work to grow this type of audience. As you've probably experienced by now, growing an audience for your small business is generally a lot of hard work. And it also requires some creative thinking, a lot of perseverance, and what can feel like endless energy and ideas. So in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through some of the things that I've done over the past 12 months that have definitely taken extra effort, some out-of-the-box thinking, and I've also felt like I had to be pretty brave at times too. One of the things I did was to host an online challenge around 12 months ago. Not only can online challenges be a really effective way to launch an online offering, such as a group program, they're also a great way to grow your audience. This was the second online challenge I had hosted. I ran a really small one in 2018 just to dip my toe in the water. But this time round, I took it much more seriously. And as a result, over 600 women signed up to take part and all of the spaces on my group programme sold out off the back of that challenge. I do like to keep my group programmes very high touch. So I spend a lot of time with the people involved and really give it my all. So that means that I don't offer up too many spaces. On this occasion, I had decided to host three groups of eight women and all 24 spaces were filled off the back of that challenge. Not only that, my audience grew and engagement grew. The level of engagement inside my free Facebook community during a challenge is insane. I really like seeing how involved people get and just how much they get out of doing the challenge, even without signing up to join the program at the end. 
I went on to host another challenge six months later and a really great side effect off the back of running these challenges, something that I didn't expect was the inquiries that came from people looking to work with me one-to-one or via the agency to help them by actually developing strategies for them and implementing those strategies. So hosting challenges has helped the whole business. It didn't just fill up my group programs, it filled up my client list in all areas of the business. And challenges have a really long tail effect. I still get inquiries now, a year later, from people who joined in with that first big challenge and who are now looking to work together, which is obviously fantastic. So have a think about whether anything you're doing could be leveled up and made bigger to help you grow your audience and have a bigger and longer lasting effect on your business. I think the reason that challenges do have such a big and lasting effect is that people can actually get to know you pretty well. They can see you demonstrate your expertise and they can make their mind up about whether you're the right person for them to work with, whether that's right away or in the future. Plus, they see you giving your time and expertise freely, which is almost always a really great way to start or strengthen a relationship with any potential client. Another thing I've focused on over the past year to grow my audience has been to strengthen ties with the communities that I'm a member of, either by supporting the founders with their marketing, offering advice when asked and helping them to grow, or by delivering workshops within these communities. In January of this year alone, I delivered four guest workshops in a range of business communities, plus nine guest expert one-to-one sessions for a national startup organization, one guest podcast interview and one guest spot on Twitter spaces. Did I feel energized and confident every single time I thought about delivering these sessions? Of course not. But being an entrepreneur, and particularly when you're working extra hard to grow your audience and your business, it's about pushing through those feelings of discomfort or fear and basically just doing it anyway. Let me break down those guest sessions for you because I want to be transparent about how they came about. When we start growing a business, it can often seem as if those people who are further ahead are maybe smarter or more strategic than us, but that's really not often the case. Many times they've simply put themselves forward more often, jumped at certain opportunities or invested in themselves. I read a great quote on LinkedIn yesterday by Jackie Novels, who writes award entries for busy women in business. We'll link to her website, Awards for Women, in the show notes. And her quote said, If your business isn't winning awards, it's probably because you're not entering them. And I really think she makes a valid point. I missed the deadline for the Digital Women Awards 2022. It was on my radar, but I was busy delivering programs and client work. Then the entry deadline was extended, but I only noticed the night before. So my initial thought was, well, there's no way I can pull together an entry before the deadline because that was 10 a.m. the following morning. But then I had another think and realized that if I set my alarm for six, I could feasibly put together a well-structured entry before the deadline. So that's what I did. And I found out yesterday that I've been shortlisted. In fact, that morning, I had time to enter all three of the categories that I felt were relevant. And only the shortlist for the first one has been announced so far. So maybe there'll be more to come. Who knows? But what I do know is that if I hadn't had that second thought hadn't made the effort to get out of bed so early and hadn't bet on myself, ignoring the negative thoughts in my head, then I definitely wouldn't have been shortlisted yesterday. Creating your own opportunities is a huge part of growing your business. And sometimes that involves investing in yourself if you can afford to do so, or maybe even taking a leap if you're not quite sure what's going to come of it. 
Every single time I've invested in joining a course or a program, I've got something out of it. Maybe not always the thing I expected, sometimes something even better. I really believe that as entrepreneurs, we need to prove to ourselves that we can do hard things. More so than proving it to anyone else, we need to find the evidence that shows us what we can do when we put our minds to it. And that includes audience growth. Now, I have no idea how many email subscribers you have right now. Let's say you have less than 150 or between 150 and 500. You might be thinking, what's the point? What's the point in putting in the time and effort to email my small list every week when so few people will be reading what I write? Well, the point for me is not how many people are on your list. The point is to prove to yourself that you can get better with practice. You can get better at writing engaging subject lines, which will lead to more people opening your emails, which will lead to more people reading what you have to say which will lead to some of those people really liking what you have to say, really looking forward to receiving your emails and maybe even forwarding them to more people. And you will have proven to yourself that you can be relied upon. You can do hard things like stay consistent, like work on improving your own marketing, like grow an engaged audience. And once you've beaten those demons in your own head telling you what you can and can't do, you'll be unstoppable. Now, back to the main focus of this episode, which is to give you ideas of ways you can grow your audience based on some of the things I've done over the past 12 months to grow mine. As well as hosting free challenges and delivering workshops within other people's communities, both free communities and paid memberships, I've also hosted and promoted my own free workshops and marketing clinics. I've done this in a variety of ways both delivering live sessions within my existing free Facebook community, the Audience Growth Collective, and sometimes using Eventbrite as the method to generate bookings. Deciding where to host the workshop, what topic to cover, and preparing the session itself is honestly less than half the job. The majority of your time and efforts need to be spent promoting the workshop. Otherwise, you won't get in front of very many people, which kind of defeats the purpose. To me, every single little action that you take to grow your audience needs to be treated like a mini marketing campaign. And it's this fact about having to spend so much time promoting your business that applies to every single thing you do in your business as well. So I know that lots of you will be listening right now and thinking, Nikki, this is not good news. I don't love marketing. I didn't start a business to spend more than 50% of my time doing the marketing. But the great thing is, The more time you spend promoting your business, the better results you'll get, the more money you'll make, and then you can start getting help with this stuff and you won't have to do it all by yourself. So every time I host a workshop or an online event, I send multiple emails about it. I post multiple times on multiple social media platforms. I ask others to share the details with their networks. I mention it in conversations. I mention it in networks and communities that I'm in. I update the link in my bios, the cover images on my social media profiles, and sometimes I even update my email footer. Pre-pandemic, when I hosted in-person events, I also had flyers designed and printed and distributed those. I had mini roller banners produced to sit on tables at events promoting the current series of events I was running. But as times have changed, my business has also changed. These things might still be relevant for you and your business though. And I think it's crucial to understand the level of effort that I went to. This wasn't to promote my entire business. This was just to promote the series of events that I was running within my business. And that's really how you have to treat everything that you're doing. 
as this mini marketing campaign to get as much attention and as many eyes on your business as possible. I mentioned that I had delivered nine guest expert one-to-ones in January. These were on behalf of Enterprise Nation, which is a national startup support organization. And they ran an event called Startup 22, both in London and online. I delivered my sessions online from my garden office as usual, where I am today. But it was still a pretty full-on experience because I had nine 30-minute sessions back-to-back within the space of five hours. That didn't leave much time for eating or anything else during that time. It was exhausting. But off the back of doing that, quite a good number of people joined my Facebook community and it helped generate multiple inquiries for my marketing agency. Maybe that's how you first came across me and this podcast. Also off the back of that event in January, Enterprise Nation then invited me back to deliver a lunch and learn session on the 1st of April. Another opportunity to grow my audience by meeting new people and teaching them how to use marketing to grow their businesses. Hopefully by now, I've demonstrated that by keeping your ear to the ground, by getting involved in more communities, more conversations, and then by saying yes more often, you're going to create bigger, more regular, more exciting opportunities for yourself and your business. I want to go back to what I said earlier about investing in yourself. I'm in the fortunate position that I've been able to grow my business to the size and scale where I've been able to invest in programs, coaching, and business support for a number of years now. But I've also mentioned the first business accelerator I joined, which was free and really showed me what I was capable of. That was the NatWest, or RBS in Scotland, business accelerator, previously called Entrepreneurial Spark. I had to reapply every six months up to a maximum of 18 months and successfully made it through the entire 18-month program and then went on to become an alumni member. Still based within the accelerator, but not taking part in the program, I was providing support to new members joining the program at that point. This business accelerator is still running today, although the format has changed drastically since I was in there. I don't think you can get free office space for two years anymore like I did. And there are other similar programs out there. If you're not at a point where you can invest financially in your business, a link to the NatWest Accelerator in the show notes. As well as benefiting from being part of this accelerator while I was growing my first business, things have in fact come full circle now as Entrepreneurial Spark have become one of my marketing clients. We work regularly together on design projects and my team and I delivered the marketing strategy which we then implemented in order to fill their recent Space Accelerator program working alongside the UK Space Agency. That particular opportunity came my way because I kept up with Entrepreneurial Spark after leaving. And in 2020, two of the directors asked if they could interview me for their podcast. I said yes, of course. And after recording the episode, we began chatting about their marketing needs. You can find out more about Entrepreneurial Spark and admire their website that my team and I built via the link in the show notes. Which of your previous contacts or people you've connected with at some point during your career might be potential clients now or in the future? And have a think about how you could bring them into your world again and make them part of your audience, your network. I don't know about you, but I love hearing about how business owners have done the things that I want to do. And nine times out of 10, it hasn't been the easy road it might appear to have been from the outside looking in. There's always always been a lot of hard graft and usually plenty of disappointments along the way too. I haven't nearly finished growing my business to where I want it to get to yet. I plan to continue scaling and growing for many years and growing my audience will remain an integral part of that and a huge focus. 
Hopefully this episode has inspired you with some of the ways you could focus on growing your audience too. Let's have a quick recap of some of the ways that I've focused on growing my audience over the past 12 months and how you could apply the same things within your business. Number one, you might want to consider hosting an online challenge. These can be really effective for lots of different types of business. If you'd rather get other people involved, you could also consider hosting an online summit. That's a lot to coordinate, but it means that the focus on the day is on all of the guest experts participating rather than just you. I hosted a guest expert session on audience growth in an online summit hosted by quiz expert Kylie Carlson in January, and that was a fantastic way to grow both her audience and mine. I'll link to Kylie's website in the show notes. Number two, guest workshops. What communities are you part of? What communities do you really admire? Who would you love to collaborate with? Reach out and see if you can do it. You'll be surprised by how often people will say yes. Put yourself out there. You can also host your own expert sessions. You don't need to wait to be invited. Thirdly, have a look into organizations or networks within your industry and see what opportunities might be there, like I did with Enterprise Nation. You could become a guest expert speaker within your industry. Number four, look into what awards you might be able to enter. These are a great way to establish authority, as well as meeting new people or strengthening existing relationships if you head to the awards ceremony and generally help you shine the spotlight on your business because you never know who's watching. And last but not least, join a business development community, either a free one like the RBS or NatWest Accelerator or a paid one like mine. Applications are currently open for The Charge, my affordable online business accelerator for entrepreneurial women who are ready to put the buzz back into their business. Maybe this is you. The details are on my website, nikkihutchison.com, and we'll link to the specific page in the show notes too. Never think that you're not somebody who can succeed in business. It's just that often it's a longer game than we might have expected or hoped for. There's no such thing as overnight success, particularly when it comes to growing an audience. But by surrounding yourself with people who are doing the things you want to do, you can definitely get there faster. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Audience Growth Podcast. Do check in and let me know which of these strategies you plan to implement to grow your audience. Or maybe you're already doing some of them. Let me know inside my free Facebook community, the Audience Growth Collective. The link's in the show notes if you're not already a member. Next week, I'm back with another guest episode and this time I'm speaking to Mei King Sang otherwise known as the FOMO creator. Those of you who've taken part in my online challenges will remember Mei King because she's created FOMO for us. She's an expert cheerleader, knows exactly how to get and keep a community engaged and will be sharing her top tips for creating FOMO in your business. So I'll see you then.